What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I am the host of the Budget Trek Podcast. Before we get into the show, I want to talk about our sponsor. SocialX is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They have weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing entrepreneur events all over the country, which teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. We have a very special guest, Curtis Ray. He is the owner of Suncor Financial, a best-selling author. He is inventor of a financial strategy called Maximum Financial Indexing, and today he is here to deliver a ton of value. Curtis, what's up, man? Hey, thank you for the invitation. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So, for those of you new to the show, I'm on my own journey to reach my own version of financial freedom. I have a mission to reach that through education, educating myself, but also educating you guys. And I want to do that through my successes and my mistakes, but I also want to educate through interviews with people like Curtis. Curtis is an author, business owner with revenues of $75 million plus, and he has an incredible story to tell. Before we get into that, Curtis, what is the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? Oh, uh, <laughs> every other business I've ever done outside of myself. No, um, <laughs> right when uh, I, I bought into cryptocurrency for about seven minutes, seven and minutes. yeah, I bought into it, and then I and then I shook my head and I go, "Why would I do that? That was such an emotional thing." And money, emotion does not belong in money. And right after I did, I said, "I'm out. I I, I, I want out." And I'm glad I did because now I can, although I had that little stain of a few minutes, I can now say, do not buy into things that don't make sense. Exactly. If you don't understand it, do not buy into it. No I matter what someone it. promises you in a million dollars, it's not worth it. I fully agree with that. And you know, I, I'm, I'm a part of a lot of Facebook groups, personal finance, budgeting, investing like that. And they're like, should I invest in this stock? Should I invest in this index fund? And I always comment, if you don't understand it, don't invest in it. Because you're not going to understand what happens to your money once it's there. So, exactly. And Bitcoin's just like that. It's very volatile. I don't really think anyone quite understands it completely. Um, but that's another story for another day. So let's dive into this. Curtis, your audience and your clients see your massive level of success. But we all know nobody begins their journey with success. And that's where I want to start. We all know business isn't easy. The money isn't guaranteed. And you have to work a lot harder to get where you want to be. So how did the management of your own personal finances play a role in allowing you to be where you are today? So I'm a free thinker and, and, and being a free thinker, I'm, I'm allowed to really, really embrace concepts and philosophies of money. I don't go with what everyone told me to do, you know, and unfortunately for a while I did, I did do what other people told me to do. I paid down my debt. I bought everything in cash. I had real estate rentals. I did all these things that people were telling me to do. And one day I said, you know what? Why do 99% of people end up poor? 99% of the American population is forced to downsize in retirement, even when we're entrepreneurs and make a lot of money and have a bunch of real estate and, and paid off all our debt and all this stuff. And, and that really put me on this, this ability to think outside the box saying, wow, what I've been told is not right. I need to go find out what actually works unemotionally. And once I did that, man, it just changed everything on how I see money, how I pay money, you know, and I, I know I've seen a little bit of your content and some of the things I'm going to say and we're going to talk about are going to be a little bit shocking when I tell you them, 
But once you open your mind to how money actually works and what the, um, what the energy of money is, things become so much easier. Right. And it's interesting you say that. I was re-listening to your podcast with John Lee Dumas today, and I wanted to bring this point up, the exponential versus linear growth. So what you say about my continent, guys, for, for those out there listening, he'll dive more into this, but linear growth is essentially what I've been focusing on, paying down debt, saving, putting money away. But there's a different side that he titles exponential growth, which I will let him describe the differences between the two now. Yeah. So linear growth are things that give you immediate gratification. You go in and, and you pay off simple interest. You're paying down your mortgage. You're getting real estate rental. We hear this concept passive income, right? Everyone wants passive income, but do we really want passive income? Because what exponential growth is something that is compounding faster and faster and faster as time goes on. So a lot of us have heard this, um, this story where if you take one penny and you double it 30 times, it turns into $5.3 million. If you take one, you know, the, the real story is if you take one grain of rice and this girl like was picking up grains of rice that fell off this, this chariot and, and she ends up with billions and billions of grains of rice. And, and that is the compounding effects of what money can do. And when, when we focus on things like debt or putting our money here or paying this off or all this stuff, it is growing upward. And it grows gradually, but it has no ability of compounding where it's doubling on itself every six to eight years. For example, you know, I, I had a client just the other day who says, Curtis, man, I'm so frustrated and I have so much anxiety because I have $110,000 of student debt. And I go, okay. And this scenario is kind of interesting because they go, I just got an inheritance and everyone's telling me I should pay off my debt. What do you say I should do with it? And I go, <clears throat> Unemotionally, let's look at the math. So if you take that 110000 and you pay off your debt, whatever the inheritance was, I, he didn't tell me how much the inheritance was, but let's hypothetically say it's 110000 And your interest rate on your student debt right now is 6%. Or let's say it's a mortgage at 4%. It doesn't, doesn't really matter what it is. That means you're paying on average per year $6,000 of interest, 6%. $100,000 of interest, it's not compounding because you have to pay your minimums, so it's just a simple interest, right? 50 years goes by. Let's just say you only pay interest only for 50 years, if that were even an option, and you're just paying interest for 50 years. $6,000 a year for 50 years, how much interest do you pay over that whole time frame? It's 300 grand. 300 grand. Uh, you know, and the same thing with a mortgage. You have a 30-year you know, mortgage, and over 30 years you paid $200,000 of extra interest and everyone tells you, oh, that's so bad. Do not pay that. You know, pay it off as soon as possible because you, you're saving $200,000. But because you're focusing on the negative side of money and not the growth of money, the exponential side of money, the actual energy of money, this is what you lost out on. A hundred grand inside of a good compounding account will double every six to eight years. So let's just use seven on average. In 50 years, it will double seven times, 100,000 to 200,000 to 400,000 to 800,000 to 1.6 million to 3.2 million to 6.4 million all by itself. So in order for you not to have to pay $300,000 of simple interest, you gave up $6.4 million of compound interest. 
It's all done backwards. But why it's done backwards is because it's emotional. All these financial gurus out there, and you know who I'm talking about, who scream, pay off your debt, do this, do that with your money, pay down your mortgage fast. It, it, it inspires an emotional, oh, yes, yes, I feel so good paying down my debt. I want to be debt free. I want to do the scream. I want to do all that stuff. And little do you know, you are completely neglecting the energy of money. And that is growing and compounding and losing millions and millions and millions of dollars doing it this way. And that's why 99% of people end up on low fixed income in retirement. That's interesting. You know, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And was that coined by Albert Einstein? Am I wrong about that? Albert Einstein. He's, I'm going to go one step further. So Albert Einstein said, it's the eighth wonder of the world, the greatest invention man's ever produced, the most powerful force in the whole universe, and it will be the most important thing you ever learn in your whole life. And how often do we talk about the simplicity and achieving of compound interest in society, in, in, in school, in university, in anywhere? How many people understand how compound interest is achieved? Not very many. That's, that's yeah. the problem because it's unemotional. The problem with compound interest is in your first seven years, you don't make that much money. And then the next seven years, you double yet again. And the next seven years, you double yet again. And the next seven years, you double yet again. So it took you know, 15 to 25 years to really see this amazing thing that completely changed your life where if you go pay off your debt, how fast do you get that gratification? Immediately. It feels good. And so it's kind of like biology. We're fighting biology. Another scientist named um, over in the University of Colorado said the greatest shortcoming to the human race is the inability of understanding compounding and exponential. It's our greatest downfall because it takes time to get there and it's not emotional. But if you can bridge the gap between your linear mind, you know, this, these instant gratifications and really, oh, what's good for me today? And if you can start making decisions, really thinking, what is best for my 5, 10, and 15 yourself? I'm going to do everything in my power to think what mathematically and non-motionally is good for my 5, 10, 15 yourself, you will end up wealthy. It is 100% inevitable because compounding interest does it for you. Right. So, so, I mean, obviously, guys, from what you can hear from Curtis, exponential growth is definitely the way to go. And Curtis, I know you have four laws that govern that. So why don't you dive into that as well as how the maximum premium indexing comes into play? So Albert Einstein, in somewhere in the 30s or 40s, it's not fully documented, um, really started promoting this compounding interest thing, saying, hey, if you want to be wealthy, follow this to the T. Don't go outside of it. This is the equation. And I'm going to say it, and it's on my website, and it's, it's everywhere in, inside of my little circle of marketing. But the equation is Y equals A parentheses 1 plus R to the X power. And so right there, you have Y, which is your end result. That's what you want to get. You know, that's financial freedom, making money, starting a business, whatever. Whatever you want to achieve is your Y. And then inside of the equation, there are five components, A, 1, plus R and X. And so I always call myself, I'm a scientist. I'm a nerdy scientist who doesn't have a lot of emotion in this whole thing. And so one day I said, what does A, 1, plus R and X stand for? There are five of them. So if Albert Einstein tells me I need to go follow this, what do they all mean? And I broke them down one by one. In over four years, I researched everything I could possibly learn about compounding interest and how you achieve it as securely as possible. And 
it just all worked out and, and, and it played out really smoothly on, oh my goodness, I know what each of them stand for. And here's what they stand for. A is the first rule of wealth. That is the beginning of the equation, what you need to be able to do. And if you want to be wealthy, follow this first rule and it's going to get there. And A or the first rule of wealth is pay yourself first. It's the most important decision you can ever make in your whole life. And think about what pay yourself first means. You go to work every day. You work freaking hard. And what do you work hard for? To pay someone else. You are paying debt. You are paying mortgage. You are paying gas. You are paying everyone. And with most scenarios, what ends up happening by the end of the week? You have no money. Paycheck to paycheck is what we call it. And you're just constantly living this paycheck to paycheck, whether you're making 30000 a year, 50000 a year, 100000 a year. It doesn't really matter. We all just live paycheck to paycheck and we, and we spend whatever we make. And so this first rule of wealth, which comes from the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, which is a totally kick-butt book, if you, if you want to read that one, it talks about the very first moment that you make money, you are to take 10% of it out minimum. So if you make 40 grand a year, you take $4,000 a year, you know, whatever your paycheck is, 200 bucks a month, 300 bucks a month, whatever that is, and you set it aside because something really fascinating and something powerful happens when you set it aside. One, you put yourself first. You now have optimism for your future and all the frustration and despair and, and shame you feel towards your debt and not make enough money goes away. It literally goes away because you are now setting your future up for progress for for prosperity and then something even more magical happens you were living paycheck to paycheck on 40 grand thinking there's no way I could do that and now you're only making 36,000 and guess what happens you adjust nothing changed in your life right whether it's 50 to 45 100 to 90 36 to 33 it doesn't really matter you always adjust but now you're on the wealth equation your money now has the ability to grow the second component in the wealth equation is the one. It goes A, one. That is a starting point. You have to make the decision right now. Above everything, above all your debts, above all your liabilities and obligations and everything, you come first in this equation. So you pay yourself first. When do you start? Right now. The next part of the equation is the plus sign. And this is where everyone fails. This is where most investments fail. They have plus and minus. You can make or you can lose. Business is always plus minus. Cryptocurrency is plus minus. Stocks are plus minus. Real estate is plus minus. But the equation tells us never lose. You cannot be in a situation where you lose. You need to invest somewhere that does not have loss potential. That's not easy to do, but there are ways to do that. And a lot of people go, well, Curtis, why is loss so important? Why do you harp so much that security of your money is so, so, so important? And I go, because of this, loss has up to double the effect on your money that plus does, your gains. For example, if you had $10,000, this is an example I use all the time, if you had $10,000 and you lost 50% of it right now, how much money do you have? 5000 5000 If you gained 50% back in the very next second, I'm talking like immediately you gain 50% back, how much money do you have? 7500 7,500. Most people say 10,000. You lost 50, gained 50, you broke even, right? No, because that loss has up to double the effect on your money that the positive has. So every time you make money, you think you're making money, but you're really just making up for the loss. And, and, and a clear illustration of that is in 1999, 
you lost a bunch of money in 2000, 2001, 2002 in the stock market. 2003, 4, 5, 6, and 7, you made a bunch of money. The, the, the financial advisor were touting how great they were. They're making all this money for you. You did not even break even to the 1999 value. Then 2008 dropped 40%, and then the financial advisors were touting 2009, 10, 11, 12, and 13. They're making all this money for you. you know, we're back, man. We rebounded. You didn't even break even on your money until 2013. That means 1999 to 2013, whatever money you had in the stock market made zero dollars, nothing. 13 straight years in the market, you made no money. But no one ever tells you that because the loss has so much negative impact on your money. So now we paid ourselves first. We started today. We found somewhere that never loses. Now the R in the equation stands for rate of return. How fast can you grow your money? And I'm going to say something right now that's never been said before on a podcast, and that is you got to become a conservative risk taker. That sounds kind of funny. Most of the time I tell that to people, it's like, what does that even mean? And I go, you need to respect loss and security and understand how you protect your money. And once you find that, you need to push it to every limit possible. Don't be content with guarantees and like whole life and annuities and bank on yourself and stuff like that. That gives you a really, really low guarantee and you feel all good because it's guaranteed. That's another instant gratification, you know, your linear mindset. No, 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 no. We find security where we don't lose, but then inside of that, you have to push it to every limit. You have to open every door, turn, you know, look for every benefit, every feature, every cost cutting. It's a balanced approach to everything. We are secure, but we're a risk taker. We've got to build something that can grow to the maximum extent, but never leave security. And that gets kind of complicated right there. But if you can do that, that's how you maximize your compounding interest. But even all of that, everything I just told you, you paid yourself first, you started today, you, you're not losing and you're growing your money well, that's called compound interest. Compound interest is that equation. And compound interest can really mature in about 40 years. How many of us do you want to go, do you, Zach, want to work for 40 more years of your life? No, never once worked 40 more years. That's a long time. So even if you do everything correctly, you still can't produce wealth unless you just build it, unless you're Warren Buffett or Jeff Bezos and you just go make a trillion dollars, right? Right. The normal person doesn't have that opportunity. And if the normal person, even if they do everything right, achieves wealth in 40 to 50 years, that's just not fast enough. So that's where the X factor comes in, the last component of the equation, and that's called leverage, OPM, other people's money, using other resources, other leverage where you can accelerate your money. And if you can do all of these things, A1 plus R to the X, pay yourself first, start right now, never lose, compound your money, and leverage that money, and invest it right back into something that is pay yourself first, start today, never lose in compounding, You've now just double dipped. You've now accelerated or maximized the opportunity of your money through leverage and collateral and all that other stuff, all built in, inside of something that doesn't lose. And so after four years of researching this, I said, how do I do this? There's got to be a way to do this. So I started researching 401ks and IRAs. Oh, nope, it doesn't have the plus sign. It can lose. That is now vo void. It can't satisfy exponential growth. One thing I forgot to say is once you do all five of them, it achieves exponential growth. And what exponential growth is basically a supercharged compounding interest. So it's even, it's, a, it's above and beyond the eighth wonder of the world of compound interest. 
But so I started looking at everything. Does real estate do it? No, because it doesn't grow very well and it's not, it, it has too much risk. What about stocks? What about this? What does whole life do well? Whole life has a plus sign. You know, it's really, really secure. What do stocks do well? It gets a good rate of return. What does real estate do really well? It leverages really well. What do cash savers do really well? They pay themselves first. What do debt-free guys do really well? They start right now. It's all about snowballing, right? Right. All of a sudden, I noticed they all have one piece of the equation. Everyone has one piece of the equation. That's why we're all drawn to it. We're all drawn to one of the five situations, one of the five major investment platforms because their energies of wealth, they're part of the exponential growth equation and whichever bias we have towards, we want security. No, we want rate of return. No, we want to be able to touch it with leverage. No, we just want money in our hand that's liquid. Everyone's drawn to something. And I just had this crazy idea. My brother and I had this crazy idea. Why don't we just combine them? Let's balance the equation. Let's go design something where you can put money into it right now that compounds, that helps you make more money to pay off your debt, that is built into size, inside something that's like a life insurance policy that has the security feature, but also is inside the S&P 500 that gives us rates of return that we can then go leverage to supercharge the whole thing. And we designed this platform called Maximum Premium Indexing. And it is literally the, the, the best of what everyone says is the best. Let's combine it. Let's not fight each other. Let's combine each other. It's no different than a smartphone. What's a smartphone? It's the collection of your phone, your day calendar, your, your, your alarm clock, your radio, your, your computer, your Netflix, all of it, all combined into one platform, right? And what did that do? Made it tremendously efficient. And right. so ultimately, what, in order to get all these equations, all these pieces of this, this wealth equation, we designed a very, very, very specific life insurance plan that's built inside the S&P 500 that we can take lines of credit against and roll it right back into the exact same life insurance plan. And we average around 7% rate of return inside this. This 7% is not, I mean, it's good. No one thinks it's great. It's just, it's a good rate of return, but it's, it's secure. There's no risk to the stock market inside of it. So you're getting a really good rate of return inside of a no risk system and then when we leverage and we put additional money inside of it, now that rate of return goes from 7 to 8 to 9 to 10 to 11 to 12 to 13 to 14 to 15. It accelerates its rate of return. And when you do that, you achieve exponential growth. And I just threw a bunch on you. It's a lot easier when there's visuals with this. But um, the, the simplicity of it is we basically took the best of everyone out there, all the different financial gurus and all the influences of the world who say, do this with your money, do that with your money, do that with your money. They're all linear. They all feel good. They all give us instant gratification. We all see wins. It's just not the ultimate, most efficient way of using your money because you're neglecting one of the other rules of wealth. But you got to have a balanced approach of bringing it all together. And then it produces up to 400% increase. My system being tested, back tested, all the way back to the Great Depression, 1929, all the way to 2018, in 100% of every stock market scenario to date, outperformed every single system out there by up to 400%. Wow. That's incredible. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's really, really interesting. And, guys, like you said, you know, visuals definitely help. And you do have visuals on your website, correct? 
Yes, my website explains all this. There's different visuals. I have a bunch of videos on my website where I, I, I'm speaking to the camera. I, I show you why risk is so bad, how we get the 0% floor, you know, the security, how we leverage it, all this stuff. And, and you know, right now I have hundreds of people who are contacting me daily and I'm like, I can't even keep up. It's like I had to hire five other people now or it's like, oh crap, man, everyone's contacting me, especially after John Dumas' uh, uh, thing, man. After that right. podcast, it was like, Nonstop for blew three up. weeks, people just blew up, and and but but why it blows up is because what I'm telling you is truth, like natural energy truth, and 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 it resonates with people. Wow, I don't want to have my money at risk, but yet I still want to grow it, and I want to use every aspect, every leverage feature available as long as it's still secure. Why wouldn't I do that? Exactly. And so when people go like, oh, I'm going to pay off my debt real quick, and that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. You get a really, really good win from that. And I'm not going to say it's bad. It just doesn't have compounding ability. And if you don't have compounding ability, it cannot produce wealth for you. You end up debt-free and poor. And that, that happens all the time. I would say 10% of my clients have their houses paid off. And it kind of blows my mind because they're in their 50s or 60s, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. They're like, yeah, I got my house paid off. And I'm like, do you realize that that two, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars of equity in your house what does that do for your wealth? Nothing. It's 100% dead. Does nothing for you at all. Where that two, three, four, five hundred thousand, think if it was doubling on itself every six to eight years. Two turns to four, turns to eight, turns to 1.6, turns to 3.2 in the next 30 years by itself. Or you get the three to four percent appreciation of you know, your house goes from 200000 to 350000 in the next 30 years of just appreciated values. See, you're just looking at it all wrong. You're trying to eliminate the negative side of money when you need to be focusing on the growth of money. Money has so much potential if you let it work for you. So once you do that, once you make this transition of, no, 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 I'm going to be an earner, not a payer. You know, that, 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 um, that saying you just said where compound interest is the eighth one of the world, you didn't finish it. What Albert Einstein said, it's the eighth one of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. Mm. And that's the difference of being a debt-free a debt -free guy where I want to go pay off my debts. I always want to do this. And, and you're always focused on all the negative sides of money, which is still a positive gain for you. There's nothing wrong with it. But he who understands it earns it achieves wealth sustainable wealth that's producing you unlimited wealth where you can't spend it faster than it's producing. That's what we want to achieve. And there are, there are people in the world who achieve that. And the only difference between them, the mega millionaires and the billionaires is they think exponentially. They say, I'm only going to make decisions that are 5, 10, 15 year positive for me. What is my 5, 10, 15 year plan? I don't really care about today. That does nothing for my future. I'm still young. I'm still working. Who cares if I get $100 or $500 or $1,000 in passive rental income? No, no. I want my money compounding. I want compounding income. But I'm going to wait for it 5, 10, 15. And then it's six, seven figures at that point in time. Yeah, that's, uh, that is very interesting. Very, very interesting. And, you know, I've interviewed quite a few folks on this show. And, you know, I'm taking little tidbits of information and applying it to my own plan. But what you just said has really made me rethink everything, you know? So obviously I started this podcast with a linear growth mindset, the instant gratification, which like you said, is still a win. Absolutely. But there's another side exponential growth that is that much better. 
Yeah, and, and, and the best part about it is you can have both. If you allow money to grow for you. So, for example, the, that, that scenario I said, um, student loan debt is, is a big one that I talk all the time about because I have people open up 529 plans for their kids, right? So, here's a, here's a great scenario. A 529 plan is, a, is, a, is an investment platform where you can put deferred tax money into it and you grow it for your kids and then they can use it for school and they don't have to pay taxes on it, right? And so imagine that you saved up all this money for your child and they have $100,000 inside their 529 plan. Now they get to use that money to go to school for the next four to six years. And then they leave school 100% debt free. Is that good? Of course it's good. That is really good. You went to all school and you're 100% debt free. But was it right? That's a little bit different story. Because if you would have left it in, if they would have taken a $100,000 student loan debt, and you can defer that interest, you're not even paying interest for the next five, four to six years, your $100,000 potentially grew to $200,000 in that same time frame. So you took a $100,000 debt, your money went from $100,000 to $200,000. Technically, they could have graduated from college, taken out hundred grand, paid off the debt, and still had $100,000 compounding for them. You just neglected, you killed your compounding interest by spending the money rather than continue to let it compound. But then I go one step further. I'm extreme when it comes to compounding interest. The moment you understand it, you'll never, ever, ever pay off another debt fast, faster than what you're required to because it's a, it's a simple interest versus a compounding interest. So let's just say you got out of, out of school, you're 24 years old right now, and a mom gave, you know, dad gave you 100 grand, you, you go to school, you get debt, it's a 6% interest rate, like I said, in the, next, in the next seven years, you're paying $6,000 a year. In the next seven years, you'll pay $42,000 in interest. Sounds terrible. $42,000 in interest, that's a lot of money you paid in seven years. Except for your $200,000 turned into $400,000. Who freaking cares about the $42,000, right? right. Then let's go seven more years. You paid another $42,000 of interest. Your $400,000 turned to $800,000. Seven more years, and so the longer you extend it, the gap gets bigger and bigger and bigger because simple interest has no merit to what compound interest can do for you. Right. As long as it's secure. And that's why I, I try to be respectful to everyone because previous to 2017, what I'm explaining to you did not exist. All this system of security and growth and leverage and all that stuff, it was, it was a collection, it was an evolution of money. All these different series of events happened since 1926 all the way to 2017, and I'm just the next evolution of money, how you securely leverage it and how I create this algorithm on how you can do this with a 100% success rate all the way back to 1929. But previous to 2017, invest money in the stock market, pay off debt. Yeah, that's scary, right? Because right. you have 100000 in debt, I paid off, I guaranteed my rate of return there. I eliminated my 4% mortgage or 5% mortgage or 10% credit card or whatever it is, or go invest it and it could plus or minus. It could make money or lose money. So that is a, that's a debate. I get that. Why? Uh, and I'd rather pay off debt. It feels way better and I'm guaranteed results. But the moment the wealth equation was satisfied, Y equals A1 plus R to the X. And it's been stressed and actuaries and lawyers and IRS and four years of compliance and scrutiny and everything. And finally, it was approved to take to the public saying, hey, this is the evolution of money. Now the decision's already made for you. Secure compound interest is the way to your wealth future.
Right. Yeah, that's very interesting. And unfortunately, we have to start wrapping up. And I usually end the show asking for a piece of advice so that my listeners can get on the path to financial freedom or their own version of it. But I want to ask you a different question. How can someone, either in my audience or your audience, get started with this type of investing? So on my website, if you go onto my website, I have a calendar so you can schedule time to speak with me or one of my you know, uh, um, associates here. Um, I, I'm available all the time, but there's, there's a lot of information on there. My documentaries on there, how this all came to be, the evolution of money. Um, there's so much information on there that that's the starting point. You can contact me anytime. I will give as much time to anyone who wants to learn money. Don't give me too much. Uh, freedom because then I'll talk your ear off for the next four hours <laughs> on how money is actually an energy source. It literally is. And the moment you embrace it, you'll make more money. Your marriage will be better. Your health will be better. Your life will be better because it's just, it, 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 it's thinking growth. It's thinking exponentially. It's thinking on how can I make my 5, 10, 15 yourself better? And then every decision you make is much easier to make. And, um, but the one thing, you know, to, to answer your question, the one that you always ask, is make the decision to pay yourself first. If you're unwilling to pay yourself first, there's no point in wasting my time or your time. Right. That is the first decision you need to make that you come before your debts, you come before your mortgage, you come before you're going out to eat and, and all those things that you think are making you happy, but delay the gratification just a little bit, five, 10 years. Do the system, pay into it, compound it, grow it, leverage it. And from that point on, you have money compounding. And from that, you pay off your debt. From that, you go on vacation. From that, let money pay for all the rest of your stuff. And so start with my website. It's suncorefinancial.com. That's S-U-N-C-O-R financial.com. Um, my Instagram and my Facebook are I am Curtis Ray. So you can go on there and follow me. I have a bunch of videos, a bunch of content. And start believing that your future is the priority here. Your future is what's going to actually make you happy. What the decisions you make, will they affect you good or bad moving forward? Let's optimize it. And when you do that, man, life becomes really, really awesome. That is very powerful. Guys, invest in yourself first. Pay yourself first because your future is the priority. And that's a very interesting take on that. Curtis, thank you so much for your time, man. This was very, very powerful. Thank you, man. And anytime. Thanks for listening, guys. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday, and those are available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, or any other major podcasting platform. So listen to us there. Give us a follow on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and let us know what you thought of the episode. We'll catch you next time.